Glad? There we go. I'm here. There's a place for you here, is what I said. <laughs> and it's good to see everyone out this morning. Um, what an awesome day. This morning we got to give Bibles to our first graders in our, our service upstairs, and we got to have a baptism down here. And these are exciting days to be a part of the church because God is moving and doing awesome stuff. And so we're super excited, and I'm very grateful for all the people that, that put a lot of hard work into making sure all these things happen every single week. We're starting a new series called Back to School, and this, uh, this part of that is the pep rally. How many of you enjoy pep rallies? How many of you hate pep rallies? How many of you don't like it when someone asks you questions? All right, well, too bad. <laughs> you know, one of the things when I grew up, pep rallies was just a way for the juniors and the seniors to get into a fight, and so they weren't really happy to do them. But pep rallies, is, it's a big deal. It takes a lot of hard work. I'm thankful for the teachers and the administration to put on those types of things. But really, it's a time to celebrate the school and get excited about the year. And for me as a pastor, and I think for our staff and all those involved with organizing these worship services, every Sunday is a little bit of a pep rally for us. We want to worship God with excellence. We want to be excited. We want everyone to be encouraged. We want to be challenged. We want to remind ourselves that what we're doing here is big and awesome and amazing, and we all want to do this together. And so this is kind of our pep rally. But in any pep rally... You have to have organization. You have to schedule it. And you know, when I was thinking about this message and thinking about us kind of kicking off a new school year, every, most of us, most of us have a new schedule. And we got to live into that schedule. And scheduling is tough. I know for me, I have two kids, one now in middle school, one in elementary school. So that's different. Their buses come at a different time. And they're both in sports. And so yesterday, kind of kicked off the sporting year. And I had one child that was having soccer in one place. And I had to get from there to my son's game that was in another place. And so I had to drive on Broad Street at about around 2 o'clock yesterday. And I realized that there's a lot of traffic on Broad Street at 2 o'clock. And inside me, I'm a pastor. I'm supposed to be like a good guy all the time, right? That's my responsibility. There was a lot of sin building up in my heart. <laughs> I'm like, what are all these cars doing on the street? I have a schedule. I got to, you know, I can't miss this. You know, and that's life, isn't it? Like we get frustrated. We get upset. We are agitated because we have so much to do and so little time to do it. And our schedule um, is tough, isn't it? And so this morning, before we dive into God's word, the question I have for myself, the question I have for us is this. Does our schedule make us, or do we make our schedule? Does our schedule dictate to us our lives, or do we have influence over our schedule? And if we do, what has priority? What do we determine in our schedules has top priority? I think these are important questions, especially right now as we're building our schedules. So before we look to God's word, let's precede it with prayer. If you pray with me, please. <clears throat> Father, heavenly, wonderful, amazing Father, creator, thank you for today. Thank you for these moments. Thank you for music that we can sing your praises and feel your Holy Spirit and, and know um, the beauty and joy of, of who you are. Lord, we ask in these moments that you would, um, that your will would be done here, that you would guide our hearts, our thoughts, uh, my words, your words, as you speak to us through your, 
through what you have given Paul to write to the Roman church. We pray that you would bless this time, that you would encourage us and challenge us and grow us so that how it is in heaven would be how it is here on earth. And Lord, I pray that, that you would help us to navigate this in a way that we understand it, that it is applicable, that it is relevant, and Lord, that, that we can actually take what you give us and we can apply it directly to our lives. And Lord, I pray as we talk about these things and we see how gracious you are and how forgiving you are and how patient you are with us, that we would be willing, Lord, then to have that same attitude towards the people and to our schedule and how we live our lives, that we would see it the way you see it and we would live into it the way you have created us to do so. Lord, I also pray this morning as we talk about um, schedules and priorities and, and what do we, how do we live out our lives so that we can worship you with our lives. I pray that you would help us, that you would give us direction, that you would spur on with, with, within us something that, that gives us clarity to our minutes and our hours and our days. Help us to trust you in that, Lord. Help us to see it. Help us to embrace it. Help us to love you more because of it. And Lord, I pray that, that we would recognize that our schedule is going to end one day with you and that we're headed towards a, a final uh, mark on our calendars of being with you eternally. And I pray that we would never forget that and that that would always resonate in our, in our life and we would remember these things. And so, Lord, speak to us through your words. Speak to us now. Um, wherever we're at, wherever our story is, Lord, help us to understand it. And uh, we give you praise for that. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, we're going to be looking at Romans chapter 12. If you have your Bible, if it's on your phone and it lights up, you'll be able to see it. Uh, if not, it'll be on the screens. You could read along. We're in Romans 12. I love Romans 12. It's a great uh, part of the New Testament. If you get a chance to read through it today, I would encourage you. It is an awesome part of the Bible. This is Paul writing to the Romans. Um, and basically, Rome is somewhat... Similar to the United States where we are there was affluence there was a lot of different views There's a lot of different things going on and the people were probably very busy, right? They were busy all the time. They had to build their schedules They had to determine what was a priority what really uh, Was the most important things for them to get accomplished within their days and their hours and their months and years And so this is what Paul writes to the Roman church starting in verse 4 for just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. And so basically Paul begins his letter, he, uh, this is, he's establishing some things here, and he's saying, look, there's a lot of different types of people that God has, has created in his image. He has purpose and function for all of them, much like your body has different parts. You have arms, you have legs, you have ears, you have internal organs. All of them have different functions and purposes, yet all of them come together in one, so there's one complete function of the body. And so the church is to operate very similar to our own bodies, that each one of us have a uniqueness to us. Each one of us has a purpose that allows for the whole to function properly. And how we prioritize our life will impact how healthy we can be as one body. He continues to say, We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. This is an amazing thing that through grace, the love, the, the, the unmerited favor of God, that he gives us grace, right? He says, I'm going to love you. I'm going to give you salvation. And not even just that, I'm going to give you a gift. 
Have you ever really thought about the idea that when you come to Jesus, God gives you a gift? He gives you a gift, right? That's an amazing thing to think about. Now, here's my question. How do you know if someone likes the gift you gave them? How do you know if they like that shirt, that dress, that tie, that cup, whatever, that car, I don't know, whatever gift you gave them? How do you know they like it? They use it, right? How do you know that they like the gift? Because they wear what you got them. Do you see the correlation? That God is saying, by grace I have given you a gift. This amazing thing, everyone, individually, a purposeful gift that I want you to use. And this gift is amazing and powerful and can make some very big differences in this world. And I'm intentional about this and I'm purposeful in this. And so this is an amazing thing. God says, I've given you a gift. I I want you to use it. And Paul is telling the Roman church, um, when you make your schedules, when you prioritize your life, here's something to consider. God has given you a gift. How does that live into your life? And here's what he says some of the gifts are. If your gift is prophecy, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Basically, Paul says, look, These are not going to work unless you activate them. And the way you activate them is you put them into your schedule and you do them, right? You take your gift, you say, wow, I have a passion. I have a love for this that God has given me, and now I need to apply it to my life. I need to apply it to my schedule. This morning, if you're trying to figure out what your gift is, the best way I can help you with that is it's probably the thing you like doing even if no one told you to do it. In my own life, I know the gifting in myself because I get energy out of it. I get life out of doing it. I know that's a gift from God. I know that he is wanting me to use that gift on a regular basis, and it is a passion that lives within me. And then I determine, will I prioritize this? Will this be important to me? You see, this morning, we couldn't have this event. We couldn't have this pep rally for Jesus every Sunday unless people prioritized and scheduled worship. And I want to say, like Clint said in the video, thank you. Because so many of you out here, our body, our family, are the reason we can gather and do this. So many of you have taken your gift and you've prioritized it and you've scheduled it and you allow us to come together to worship together here this this morning as I was going through all the people that have to give of themselves, have to invest in this gift, have to be willing to serve and and be part of this one body. We have our connection team, our ushers and our greeters. This morning as you came in, those people said, I'm going to give of myself. I'm going to prioritize. I'm going to schedule worship as part of my life. And I want other people to be able to worship. So I'm going to commit to serving in this area at Gayton. Without them, we would not be the same. We have singers up here that practice hours and hours and hours and meet together and train and work together so that we can worship this morning. We have musicians on their own time with the only payment being that they are worshiping God and they're bringing others into worship, are giving of their gift, are using their gifts so this morning we can worship. 
and we can come together. There's people in the back that are working the screens right now, working my microphone right now, that work week in and week out so we can celebrate and worship together. And they're taking their gifts and they're applying them and they're using them so that we can worship together. We have people that will, will collect the offering and take it and they'll be responsible that we have accountability so that things are done appropriately with the finances that are brought in, that things are counted correctly and turned into the right places. They call them tellers. We have a group of people that meet every single month called Stewardship Task Group that will look at how we collect this money and what is the God-blessing, God-honoring thing to do with it. And those people use their gifts and they give up their time and they schedule this and they make it a priority because they understand for us to come together and worship like this, they must be part of that body. They must be part of what God is doing for this to function appropriately. Right now you're sitting in a chair because somebody, a group of people came in and said, look, I want to use my gift of serving here and I want to set up a chair. And at the end there will be people that help take down the chairs so that we can worship. That is a gift. That is a blessing. That is us working together as the body. When you fill out a connections card, that'll go into our system and there'll be people that reach out to you. There'll be people that follow up with you because they're giving of themselves. They're using their gifts so that we can encourage you and help you in your walk with Christ. So you can join others and live in a community of believers. We have a facility task group. We have people that walk around and make sure the facility looks appropriate, that it is clean, that it's functional, that we do things here with excellence. As you drive around, there are people that are committing their energy and their gifts to this place so we can worship right now. We have a discernment task group that helps determine the right people with the right gifts to be put in the right positions so that we can function appropriately and effectively. Do you see how Paul, when he writes to the church, he says we're one body, and for this to function, we need to take our gifts, and we need to invest those gifts, and to invest those gifts is to prioritize our schedule with them, to say my gift is going to be a priority when it comes to when I look at my eye calendar, and I'm looking at it, and I'm saying, what is my priority? What is my priority? I want to see people worshiping God. I want to see hope and grace and peace. I want people to know the love of Christ. I want to be able to get together every Sunday, and I want to be able to worship with authenticity and power and love and fervency for the Lord. I want to be able to look in his word and, and be able to understand it and apply it so it's relevant to my life so I can truly glorify him in how I live my life. I want to be able to get to know other people so I'm not doing this alone, so I have friends, brothers, and sisters is what we're told we are. That we can do life and pray for each other and get through things together and encourage each other and celebrate each other as we worship together as a body, oneness, this beautiful thing. There's two amazing uh, examples in Scripture of, of two people that do an extraordinary job in this. The first comes from another part of Romans, Romans 16, verses 1 and 2. It says, I command you, or I commend you to our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church in Centria. If you don't know about Phoebe, maybe you've never heard that, that name before. Maybe you think of friends when I say that. <laughs> 
Phoebe was this deacon who was awesome and amazing and someone that you probably should know about because Paul thought she was very significant when he wrote to one of the biggest churches he wanted them to know how important Phoebe was because he continues to say I asked you to receive her in the name of the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help she may need from you for she has been the benefactor of many people including me when he says benefactor, he says she has been a blessing. She has used her gifts. She has given of herself. She is a blessing. And this morning when I talk about Phoebe, do you sense Phoebe within yourself? Do you sense the desire to encourage and support and prioritize this worship so that we can do it together? Does something burn within you that says, I want to be known in that light. I want to be invested in what God's doing. I want to bring hope and peace and grace to people. I want marriages to be healed. I want addictions to be overcome. I want lives to be transformed. I want to mature in my faith in the Lord. So I'm going to invest my gift in what God is doing. Do you know a Phoebe? Do you sense Phoebe within your, your soul that that is a passion you have? It's an amazing thing because what we understand through, through church history is Phoebe was responsible to take the book of Romans to churches. It was her job to take these letters that Paul was writing and deliver them so they could have a worship service. Her responsibility was to empower the church so they would be able to worship and understand and have clarity of what God wanted them to know. Why? Phoebe prioritized her gifts. She gave of herself. She understood the importance of the body. 2 Peter 1, 1 through 2, Simon Peter. Simon was the name he had before he met Jesus. Peter is the name Jesus gave him because he is like a rock, a servant of the apostle of Jesus Christ to those who, though the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, have received a faith as precious as ours. This is the final letter that Peter is writing. If you don't know, Peter was a fisherman who left everything to follow Jesus. And in this, he turned from a, a, someone who was fearful and running and, and, and the lack of courage to this courageous leader. This gift of leadership rose up within him as the Holy Spirit came and gave it to him and he began to lead the church and he began to, to transform areas because of his message and he was used by God in such a powerful way. And I would submit to you this morning that we would not be here except Peter said, I'm going to give of my gift. It is going to prioritize everything in my life. I want people to worship God. What's at stake? Why does this matter? Here's what it says in 2 Peter 1, verse 2. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Do you realize that's what's at stake this morning? Why am I asking you to prioritize your gift? I believe you have a gift that God has given you. Why am I asking you to prioritize it and make it part of your schedule? Because what's at stake is what you saw in that video. There's someone right now who sees no peace and sees no grace in life. They sense no peace and they sense no grace. There's a marriage, there's a person, there are people who sense no grace and no peace. And they need a body of believers to share true grace and true peace in the knowledge of Jesus.
this year for me, I feel, would have been unlivable without the knowledge of grace and peace. I've talked to so many in our church, in other churches, that say things like, I don't know how I would get through this without the knowledge of Jesus. I don't know how I would survive this. I don't know what I would have done if I didn't know the grace and peace of Christ. Do you know what is at stake when it comes to us coming together and using our gifts so we can have a worship service? Is somebody knowing the peace and the grace of God. And so that motivates, that challenges, that inspires. And that, that says to me, when I look at my calendar and I look at my life, what is my priority? What is my priority? How will I schedule this new season? My challenge this morning is let's schedule to use our gifts to worship God. What would it look like? What would it look like if we all said, this is my number one priority? What an amazing thing that God has offered us that we can prioritize him and we can be one body different parts, one mission. What a powerful thing. Here at Gaten, we want to give you every single opportunity. I mean, we work, we pray. We, this is our discussion and our leadership teams is how do we engage you so every one of us, every person in this room can use their gift for the Lord so that this worship service can grow, so this church can grow, more importantly, so the kingdom of God can be revealed to the world and that peace and that grace can be made known. And so in a moment, we're going to watch a video. Maybe you've seen it before. We want to encourage everyone to be prayerful as you watch this video. We call it our Gaten Expo. This is where we want to give you the opportunity to talk to God and say, God, what gift is you, have you given me, and how can I get involved in using that gift? How can I prioritize in my life that gift as I actively pursue being part of this body? And so on this card, there's going to have to be places where you can mark down and at the end, when we take up our, our offering, you can place this in the offering basket and we'll collect these. But the purpose of this, the purpose of this is because we understand what's at stake. And we want to do everything we can, everything possible, to bring peace and grace to this world. So as you watch, Please allow the Lord to speak to your heart and where you feel passion and where you feel led. Take those next steps and prioritize them with your schedule.